Welcome to the Health Business Growth Show, where we take you behind the scenes of the top health businesses to learn how they built their success. Remember, success leaves clues, and we're going to be sharing those with you. I'm your host, JJ Bergen, Inc. 5000 founder of the Mindshare Collaborative, along with members of our Mindshare Mentor team. And each week, we are joined by some of the most brilliant, innovative, and okay, slightly unhinged health business experts you're going to ever meet. These folks have built empires from scratch, navigated the choppy waters of entrepreneurship, and will be sharing both their struggles and their successes on the journey of creating a thriving health business. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level by learning from the best, you are in the right place. In each episode of the Health Business Growth Show, we'll tackle real-world, relevant topics to help you build your audience and scale your income. From marketing to mindset, from hiring to firing, and everything in between. We'll share our own stories of success and failure, interview some of the most amazing guests in the health business world, and we promise to never take ourselves too seriously. Because let's be honest, building your health business can be a bit challenging at times. Success takes resilience, creativity, courage, and a willingness to step outside of your comfort zone. And we are here to help you navigate through all of it. Find the humor in the chaos and build a health business that's truly worth it. So let's get this party started. We are so glad you are here. We are taking you on quite the journey at the moment when it comes to your health business as we cycle through the various phases of the health business ascension model with people's businesses, I should say. If you caught last week's episode, you would have heard from two of our Mastermind members and JJ featured them according to where they're at on the health business ascension model. If you haven't seen the model. It's something that we created to help you understand where you're at in your business and where you're going next and making sure that you don't leave anything out in between. And it's been such a delight to watch how excited so many members of our community are with the Health Business Ascension model. So we're back with more interviews from the most recent summit. So this is like hot off the press. And today we are hearing from Dr. Brent Kaplan and Dr. Nashat Latib. And JJ's featured them because they are in the next steps of the Health Business Ascension model. And I am very sure that you are going to have those absolute aha moments as you listen to what they've got to say. All right, Nishat, let's talk about what's happened over the last 15 months because it has been quite a wild ride. Yeah, that's an understatement. <laughs> Fun, a fun wild ride, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Okay. When you first started, when we first started talking, you were doing detox. So how did you come up with the fertility piece of it, and then what happened? A few years ago, when I met you, JJ, I was suffering from a severe case of shiny object syndrome. I don't know Uh if anybody else has that problem. (laughs) I was trying to do it all. I'm an ER doc by trade. I had a very successful concierge practice. 
And I was just sticking my foot or my toe in the water, but not really 100% committing to any one thing. So I had a detox program that I did online, but I also noticed in my practice that all of these couples were getting pregnant all of a sudden. And I was like, oh, there must be something to this. And I myself went through my own journey with infertility. And I realized in this journey that probably my most successful outcome would be driven by a personal story. So I doubled down on fertility, despite my complete overwhelm (laughs) and burnout from trying to do it all at once. So here's an important one. The book, The One Thing, great book to read. I think we probably all need to read it every single day. You're going to hear what your biggest, to me, the biggest success strategy for you was just to focus on one thing. So you chose fertility. And again, you can't see the picture when you're in the frame, but people were like, oh, you know what? I'm getting pregnant doing what you're having me do. And so what did you do with that? First of all, I was really getting exhausted by the one-on-one. It was burning me out. I had a very successful high-ticket concierge practice where people were paying me $20,000 to be my patient for the year. So it was very lucrative, but it was exhausting because I also had my cell phone number. That was not a good thing. And I also realized that my impact was going to be limited by only doing one-on-one. So I needed to create a model where I could impact more people and be able to scale that. So I focused on a high-ticket fertility program, and we launched that about 15 months ago. Okay, so you launched it, and how did it go? At the beginning, it was crickets. (laughs) Probably for the first few months, we really had to, we had to figure out a way to create a continuous stream of leads. And I was not in a position or mindset to be able to do continuous launches, right? There's lots of different ways we could do it. So I said, how can I create a continuous stream of leads? So I decided we were gonna do paid traffic to a pre-recorded webinar to an application, to a call. And so we launched this pipeline, and of course there's so many different steps of the process that had to be figured out. Mm -hmm. So in the beginning it was really hard, but it was amazing because with every iteration it got better and better. I did want to give up about 5,096 times, by the way. (laughs) But again, you focused on one thing. You had that offer, And you knew that it would work because you'd already been successful doing it. You just didn't realize it was a thing. And then you just focused on making that process work. And because you knew your numbers, you could just continue to refine and refine and refine. And that's actually a great point. It's knowing your numbers, knowing your conversion rate at every step of the process, and then really breaking it down and being able to tweak based on what your numbers are telling you. Where are you at now with it? We launched it last year, probably in the middle of last year. We blew past six figures in our first year. Within a first, within the, once it started taking off, it just took a few months. And since then, we have seven, almost eight X'd our business and hoping to do the same next year, or more. (laughs) Here's what's fantastic about this, and and something that I want to really point out. You took it, you again, even though you said crickets, you already knew that you had an idea that worked because you had some people that bought it, you just had crickets in the way you were trying to sell it. So you knew it was something that would fly, now you had to figure out how to keep it selling consistently. Key point is you didn't want to keep doing launches. 
If you are doing a launch every month, launch every couple months business model, you are doing a burnout business model. You're going to trade one burnout business model for the next burnout, and that's not a business model. You've got to do something that's going to give you consistent leads on an ongoing basis. So you really focus double down on having consistent leads to be able to do this program. And the other part of this program, I think it's important to note, is that you also added in what I call my income amplifiers. So what else, when someone's buying the program, what else is happening? Yeah, so we launched an entire line of supplements. We realized that after the 12 weeks of our clients and couples working with us that they needed something after that. So we launched a recurring membership, which is our recurring revenue. And the great thing is that about 90% of our couples stay on with us. They don't ever want to leave. We have couples who are still in the program who have already had their babies, which is amazing. So we've created a membership. We've created a line of supplements to support our couples. And we really stepped on the gas. So once we figured out the formula and figured out what was working, we were, all we had to do was step on the gas in terms of our ad spend. No, she said once. Yes. Once they figured it out, then they stepped on the gas. Correct. Very important process. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and now you have, and these are other critical things to have, you have reoccurring income coming in. Mm -hmm. Which, again, if you're ever looking to, part of what we like to do is teach people how to scale and, and sell if they want to. And whether you ever want to sell your business or not, you should always set it up that way. And one of the key things that you'll want to have is reoccurring income so that you can go hang out places and know that you're still getting paid and you don't have to find new things all the time. So you know that you have, great, you have a great lead gen flow, you have a great core program, you've added coaches for support there to extend, you've got supplements as an income amplifier and that can become its own subscribe and save continuity and you've got a back-end membership, you know, and we always want to know there's a problem solution. They want to get pregnant, they get pregnant, now they're in the program, then they have a baby, what's the next problem? And so now they're in the membership, now you actually have your, your people you can talk to see what else they're going to want, mm -hmm. right? Maybe they're trying to get pregnant again, maybe now they need something, what are they going to do? They need some help with their kids, you need to bring in some pediatricians like the amazing Dr. Lisa Song. Oh, so. Lisa Song <laughs> is coming in wherever you are. <laughs> we love collaboration. So, the other key part was we really mastered each step of the funnel ourselves before we outsourced. I think that was another key part of our success. For instance, sales calls. I don't know about anybody else, but I hate sales calls. <laughs> I happen to actually be good at it, but we really had to do the sales calls ourselves to understand what couples were looking for and to be able to also spin that back on our marketing mm -hmm. to be able to scale. Yeah, because you hear what they're saying. Yes. And you use their words, and then they feel seen, cared for, and that they're in the right place. Yep. And those are the three things that they've got to feel seen, cared for, you're in the right place, you belong here, which you can't do if you're not hearing them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Okay, what's next? <laughs> We're going to continue to step on the gas. We are also creating a lower ticket offer to create an entire landscape where people can really, there's no barrier to entry and a variety of price points. We started at high ticket because obviously 
that makes the most money. The swimming pool. Right, exactly. And then had a membership to feed into. But the membership is actually going to become a freestanding place where it can eventually be an entry point. And then a low ticket offer. We also are going to be doing a, a summit in 2024. And we'll have probably our low ticket offer as the back end of that summit to be able to really scale. So does that help you really see this checklist and how things happen in real life? Is it starting to make a little more sense if you're new to some of this? Like people yesterday going, what is a back end? And it's not what you think. So good. All right. Perfect. That is fantastic. I want to also celebrate you because you are the queen of focusing on one thing. One thing, make it great. One thing, make it great. That is, the, I think, the hardest thing to do it's as an entrepreneur. Hard is to just stay in it and make it great, stay in it and make it great. But boy, look what has happened because of it. I do have to give credit to my business partner, Dr. Christina Mess. Yes, stand up. She is the queen at reining me in because I want to run in about 100 different directions and she literally like straps a ball and chain to my ankle. So first, let me orient you to this. This is a funnel that we pretty much bring cold leads and at that bottom of the funnel, we are bringing in high ticket, converting high ticket offers. So I color coded this. In the green section, we have, that's for admin staff. In the yellow, that's for team members, practitioners. In the blue, that's the good stuff. That's what's automated. And then the red, those are different pathways which the lead can take, the prospect throughout this journey. So, it starts at the very top and lead generation. As JJ was saying, we want to diversify this as much as we can. We don't want to be reliant on any singular source. And the neat thing about this, it's cold leads. There is an abundance of cold leads. You can always get in front of and capture cold leads. So what this means for our practice is we are always at 100% capacity. There is never a bad month in a practice. Never a bad month in the practice. Who wants that? Yeah. Consistency is definitely key in a business. So the prospect registers. That, that starts to lead client, customer, patient, their journey. So we're really trying to build the, the trust factor to help with the conversions and the show rates as we go down this funnel. And there's some automations which happen. Information, we get in front of the prospect. And that leads to the class. And so we have a master class, it's a webinar. And so you can see at this point, they start to fall off. Uh, they either don't show up or they're not converting. And there's sequences on both sides and we're recapturing them. And so this is very important because one out of three individuals that are converting at the bottom of the funnel have fallen off at some point. So this is significantly increasing the number of conversions we're getting at the bottom of the funnel. So we do the class, and this is what really warms our prospects up. Because they start off cold, and now we're warming them up quite a bit, raising the temperature so they're willing to take more actions. So from there, they do go to a call with their team who qualifies the prospect. There's some automations as they're going through this. They end up with a consult with either myself or my partner and wife, Dr. Tiffany Kaplan. And from there, the high ticket offer is, is presented and they'll start one of, our, one of our offerings. And the neat thing is, myself, Dr. Tiffany, the only point that we are involved with in this funnel, the only touch point that we have is that one consult. 
everything else is automated and leveraged. What do you think? Badass, right there. So how long did it take you to get this whole thing dialed in? It took about four to six months to really, if we go back from systematize to optimize, it took about four to six months to really dial everything in. I'll, I'll give a couple examples. First, with the webinars that we were doing, we started off live. So we did about a dozen takes live, and each time we would hit 25 to 30% conversion. One time we had a tech glitch. I'm sure some of you have, have had that before. <laughs> they couldn't hear us, and we hit about 18% conversion. You Wait, they couldn't hear you, and you still converted at 18%? They, yeah, some <laughs> stuck around for 10 minutes until we fixed it. Many dropped off. And one time we just hit 35%. We're like, this is great. So we took that, we did the replay, did a hybrid with a live chat component, and it hit 35% again. And we've been running that same evergreen webinar for the last two and a half years. I want to underscore something, because quite often I'll hear someone say, okay, I'm going to do a webinar and evergreen it and blah, blah. And I go, you're going to do a webinar and do a webinar and do a webinar. Hear how many times he did the webinar until it just was like, boom, it's working. Yes. Super important. Yeah. And you really need to know your metrics and, and track all that to know when to evergreen it. Another example, when I first put this together on a scrap piece of paper, my little mind map of what this looked like, it looked very different from what you're seeing. I had a lot of focus on individuals bypassing the class, the education that really warms the lead up. And so we had a little quiz sequence to get prospects captured, to bypass the class into a, a call with one of our coaches or team members. And they didn't show up. Even though the class was still available, they didn't go to the class. It just did not serve this funnel at all. So instead, what we focused on was the back end of it. So we needed people to go to the class, but if they didn't show up, trying to get them to show up to the next class. If they only watched part of it, making sure they had the replay sequence to finish it through. If they didn't convert, making sure we overcame all their barriers and objections and got them to overcome it. And when I was putting this together, there were really three areas that I focused on to really be able to scale this type of model. And that is, I wanted to make sure I could streamline it, automate it, and leverage it. I think we should write that down. That's a writer downer. Streamline it, automate it, leverage it. I know you've, you've tried a bunch of different things, and the reason that you're able to do this so well is you really know your numbers and you track your numbers, which is so mission critical. Were there a couple things that you'd written in there and you, went, you thought were going to work and didn't work? The big thing is the quiz, you know, I thought bypassing that class. But an important part about knowing numbers, it's not just knowing the numbers with each step, because the numbers were fantastic with that quiz. They were converting to the next step, but when we saw and those that came from the quiz versus those that actually showed up, there was a difference between those two lead sources. Yeah, that's so that knowing it all the way throughout is imperative. That is so great. Okay, so what's next now that you've got this all dialed? Yeah, so next we want to serve more. Our, as I mentioned, pipeline's full, so we're working on a one-to-many model and potentially private labeling. What do you mean potentially? <laughs> <laughs> <It'll happen. laughs> I've got your number. All right. Did you get your aha moment? Maybe you listened to that and you were able to identify or hear the next best thing for you. 
Or maybe you heard that and you felt reassured that you are on the right path. And it's just exciting to be able to help you to know what that next best thing is, not make silly mistakes, get there faster and really have the support that you need around that. So I sincerely hope that you were able to hear something that you need to do next and be inspired by where other people are in their own health business and their own growth within their business. Thanks for joining us today. Bye for now. Here at the Mindshare Collaborative, we are committed to helping you increase your vision, income, and impact. One of the first things we'd love to support you on is adding a high-profit leveraged income stream so that you can enjoy more time and money freedom. And to help you get started, I've created the Health Professionals Playbook for building multiple streams of income that identifies five proven strategies for creating a sustainable income beyond your primary practice to create time and money freedom. To get your free copy as my gift to you, go to ms365.io forward slash MSI. That's ms365.io forward slash MSI.